Integrity. That's called courage. Free up your mind. Use your imagination. All you need to know is I'll get you there. Learning. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of. Welcome to the Open House Podcast. Our guests are our students. Opinionated, daring, and ridiculously smart. They ask tough questions about life and about learning. This podcast is by them and for them. Thank you so much, uh, Anisha and Sir, uh, for joining me for this uh, for the eighth episode of the Open House Podcast. Um, it's mid March, and it marks a whole year of the pandemic and life at home here in India, at least. um it's been quite an extraordinary year of looking at laptop screens for work and for like school uh while the idea of online courses is a new learning online for a whole year is definitely something that we haven't experienced before and i think um it has also exposed some of the cracks that were already there in the way students were learning um at open house we often like to say that last year was year 0 for education and learning all of us had a moment to sort of step back and see what needs to change um today we are speaking to a student and her parent to understand what their experiences have been like um our student speaker today is anisha lakhmani a humanities student at la martinia for girls um she is very passionate about music especially when her exams are around the corner which is right now um we also have harish lakhmani anisha's father with us He has been a DJ for over two decades now, and has played at landmark events like the 2011 ICC World Cup. And last year, he released his debut album, Oran. Um, thank you so much for being here today. Um, thank you very much. My first question um, is a bit of a throwback. Uh, do you remember the moment you found out that schools were going online, and what was going through your mind then? Uh, i think the idea came up when our icsc got cancelled and i was uh, studying for my geography icsc paper hmm. and uh, the very next day i think or in two days and um, suddenly i got the official notice from school that icsc is being cancelled so hmm. then one uh, online classes for other schools started i was waiting for my school to start but we started really really late so we started towards the end of the first term hmm. and it was strange because i never thought of the idea of online classes hmm has the last year actually brought the two of you together since you've just been cooped up in the house and you've had a ringside view of um you know what school life is like for anisha actually uh, last year was uh, very strange you know in the beginning it was very difficult to adjust for all of us especially my work is totally outside uh, the house and but once we got adjusted you know we started doing a lot of music at home and uh, you know we started getting used to a life at home like working out on the terrace and things like that so mm. so it, it was actually uh, it was a different year but it uh, definitely brought the family together and we started working together anisha mm. helped me out on my compositions as well once i was uh, you know trying to compose more music mm. so i think those were some of the advantages that we had Hmm. Anisha, what has the shift been like for you from offline to online? I get more sleep. <laughs> uh, that's that's lovely. I, I don't think anyone's complaining about that. Uh, but really, like, um, what is the difference um, in those two experiences? 
I think um, staying offline was much better. Obviously, there's no question because um, that way you stayed in touch with what you're doing. At mm. least right now, I don't think I'm in touch with what I'm learning or um, anything at all. Because I think class twelve will be very difficult for me now because throughout class eleven, none of us were really in touch with what we were doing. Hmm. And when you say you know not in touch with what you were learning, uh, did you feel like that um, that element of actually experiencing uh, it was missing? What was what was what were you missing the most? Um, I mean, offline classes I think were more interactive, hmm. and so uh, that when when we were learning offline, I think it was that regularity we had, and now now we don't have that. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, sir, how has your involvement in Anisha's education changed? Um, is it that you've seen yourself getting more involved over the last year? Uh, see. Uh, anyway, once Anisha came to class five or six, after that, you know, my direct involvement in her education, in terms of me trying to teach her, went off. Hmm. So basically, uh, it was. Uh, you know you know picking her up dropping from school those are the kind of things that i was missing you know once uh, the pandemic started mm. and uh, of course helping out anisha with certain things you know i normally help her out with projects where she is uh, especially with your uh, projects with uh, uh, model united nations so if she had any <coughs> because i try to uh, read a lot about international politics and things like that so i used to help her so even that is uh, stopped uh, for a while because i don't think too many of those uh, muns are happening right now mm hmm uh what about what about learning online has worked and what hasn't uh, anisha that's for you and for sir i mean what have you seen shift in terms of i think like mental health and how um, you've seen anisha cope with this over the last year i think that is a very important point because you know when you uh, don't when you're not in with your regular life not going to school not meeting friends staying confined to i think that was a very difficult thing to do initially mm. the biggest challenge was to you know keep them calm keep them entertained and uh, luckily in this era we have internet where they were able to connect with their friends over the phone and internet but otherwise you know not meeting not going out and staying in an atmosphere of fear where you know uh, because a lot of hype was created for covid mm. uh, and even when there were no cases you know you couldn't step out of the house and things like that so trying to explain it to the kids as to how to cope with uh, this scenario was little challenging but i think uh, you know these kids uh, were able to adjust to the whole uh, uh, scenario and you know most important thing was to keep them busy somehow you know through mm. workout music through education so i think <coughs> i think uh, it uh, uh, went off quite well i mean that's what mm. i feel uh, it all depends on the parents and the family members during uh, these difficult times to uh, actually guide the kids uh, in the right direction and i think i think it went off quite well you know mm. and you felt that you had a greater responsibility to do that now that you know she wasn't going to school and finding that sort of guidance there Oh yes, of course, because uh, uh, for her and for my son, uh, it was uh, you know a little tricky. But uh, then you know you had to manage on a daily basis. You had to you know speak to them. You had to get them involved in music and 
exercising or family get togethers like we would go to the terrace and try and work out i was the one to start that you know uh, and then you know these kids got involved and you know they st- almost my terrace was like a gym in the mm. evening so i mean it's not about exercising it's about getting together and spending the time in the right way uh, and uh, you know uh, somehow keeping uh, the kids mentally fine and you know happy and uh, you know giving them uh, uh, giving them information about how slowly the pandemic will be in control and you know you will be able to start your normal life because there was a time where things were very very difficult and the cases were rising mm. so to give them the right information was the most important part mm. of, you know uh, this this whole thing of keeping them calm and keeping them going Mm-hmm. and not try to sort of um i don't know give false hope also i guess no false hope no nothing just uh try and you know what you read uh anything that uh, you read which is good which gives you the right information right uh, you know perspective of what's going to happen so give them that information all that was very important mm-hmm. uh anisha for you what what about like learning online has worked and not worked and i think like if if i was to ask you like highlights of the last year what are they for you uh i think the worst part about learning online is that i used to receive these assignments from my teachers through mail at 2 am so i'm sitting mm. watching a show on netflix and suddenly a notification pops up assignment psychology assignment Mm. and i wasn't ready for that i wasn't ready for the contact between a teacher and a student 24/7 i mean mm. we left school it was done we we wouldn't talk to our teachers throughout the day and next day we'd get our assignments mm. it was just so different now because we we joined google classrooms and every 5 minutes i'd see a teacher posting a comment or an assignment got kind of exhausting to be honest and yeah no i can imagine otherwise i think online school um, has its perks as well but mm. i think our school really adjusted to it really really well because mm. um, i mean each of us each of the classes uh, in every batch we have about 50 people especially the humanity section so other sections have about 40 and we have 54 students in our class mm. so um, of course it was really difficult to keep track of attendance and uh, make sure everyone's even attending and i think our school did a great job and uh, when it comes to extra curricular as well our school held online debates online uh, muns and um, i think they really tried to keep our normal curriculum uh, hmm. going hmm anisha i know you have exams uh, starting next week um how do you feel about giving exams at a time like this i think uh, we've lost touch with writing so initially mm. we were using um, google forms but now our final exams they've asked us to write and i really don't think i can finish the 40 <laughs> marks of the 80 mark paper in 3 hours mm i think um, to i mean practice a little before going for taking the exam yeah what about you sir i mean i think um we spoke to a few parents earlier this year in january um and a lot of them were like you know why do you even need to take exams in a year like this can you not just like cancel exams um do you 
feel that way uh, what what is your take on this no i don't uh, really don't feel that way this younger generation uh, you know at uh, they need to be pushed pushed in the sense that they need to be given responsibility and then pushed so exams are the are a great way of uh, you know uh, teaching them how to uh, Uh, you know prepare for a certain project or a certain uh, a certain thing if you don't have exam they go through their motions and and they just do what they are doing but i think uh, it's very important that we set a target for them set a date for them or set a, a some some kind of a, a you know purpose for them so i think exams mm. do that you know then it gives them that purpose to study and target that date actually i think we are Uh, really uh, sometimes the parents have overestimated uh, uh, you know the pandemic and uh, they are overplaying it i don't think that should be the case i think uh, we should treat this uh, you know you should be careful of uh, of covid but at the same time we should treat it as normally as possible right now because we have to live with it for the next couple of years i guess mm. and uh, to panic and say no exams no nothing no going out no i think that's the wrong way of dealing with the situation you know it's uh, what is the point of protecting yourself from covid and you know not being mentally fit not being able to get into that competition that we are so used to because you know ultimately after a couple of years things will be absolutely 100% normal and you will be missing out on what you couldn't do in these last 2 3 years so it's very mm-hmm. important that we treat life very very normally as normally as normal as possible Mm-hmm. So, so what you're saying essentially is that we we underestimate like how strong these kids are today, and we, we don't need to shelter them so much. Absolutely, absolutely, because you know you need to make them strong. You need to make them free. You need to tell them what's wrong, and uh, you know how to prepare yourself and how to deal with the situation uh, that the world is in. But at the same time, you cannot let your life be affected. uh with this and you cannot be panicking uh because if you panic and if you are putting so much of uh, this fear into your kids mind then you know it will become very difficult for them to survive and you know do the normal things so i hmm. think we should be as normal as possible keeping all the precautions of uh, covid in hand hmm so then is it time f- for them to go back to school physically <laughs> or not yet i think i think uh, they should be phasing it in mm. uh, you know rather than uh, suddenly opening the schools and they sh- it, sh- it should be a trial and error you know uh, take them to school to the uh, uh, the classes because you have to get them used to the classroom again you mm. know take half the students to the class you know maybe start once a week twice a week let them get used to that thing i am not in favor of uh, kids sitting at home and you know so mm. it's all precaution because we are doing everything outside these kids are going to the malls they are going to the restaurants mm. so i don't i don't see why they should not be able to go to school in a limited manner in a phased mm. manner so that in case there is a problem in case there is a, a spread of covid again in, in pockets you know you you pull them back from uh, school back home that's in our hand that's in the teachers hands and the authorities so mm. i don't think that you know they should be sitting at home for the rest of the year and things like that so i think mm. they they should be thinking of taking the kids back to school in a limited manner to start with
Hmm. Um, I'm guessing there are some, you know, twenty-five, thirty years between the two of you. Um, how? What was school like for you, and what is the difference that you see now? Um, you know, with Anisha in school. Uh, you know what? Uh, I uh, unfortunately I don't see such a huge difference. You know, apart mm. from the fact that the computers have been introduced in schools, and uh, you know, uh, we're doing a lot of work through computers, but otherwise. i think our school life life was as exciting as it's uh, as theirs we played sports we did fests we uh, got involved in lot of extracurricular activities uh, mm. they were of course uh, non computer activities uh, i don't see too much of a difference uh, rest mm. the method of teaching i think uh, uh, there uh, there is they have introduced a few modern methods of uh, uh, uh teaching in terms of ours used to be very raw you know the books teachers and the students mm. here they, they use a lot of projects uh, uh, these days a lot of research a lot of inter- so i think if you take the internet out it's absolutely the same otherwise you know their research is uh, is net based and things like that that's that's actually good so we had a very difficult time we had to hit the libraries for projects take out books do referencing with for them it's very easy you know, all they have to do is open their laptop and you know search mm-hmm. and tick, everything tick, tick. yeah that's that's the difference otherwise our lives i as far as i remember were as exciting uh, if not uh, less uh, hmm. hmm um if i mean if there was one thing that uh, we should change about the way uh, students learn today uh what would you change um anisha why don't you go first uh i think people don't understand that a few students i mean the method they teach in is not suitable for each and every student in the class so mm. out of 50 maybe 20 are okay with that method and the rest of the 30 are unable to cope not because they're dumb but mm. because uh, the way they teaching is probably not their style of learning mm so i think they need to pay more attention to that and um the teachers need to be more interactive on a one on one basis rather mm. than a one on 50 basis hmm hmm so definitely like smaller class sizes and um but when you say different like everyone learns in a different way uh, can you talk a little bit about that and like what are the different things that students would respond to so um a lot of the people are okay with just learning through the book but mm. i mean um me i'm someone who's more like i i'd go on youtube and search for an audio book when i'm going for a hindi paper mm. so i mean i think visual learning audio hearing this is these are a few things i think uh, students really respond to but schools don't really teach us in that way Mm-hmm. I have a funny story here. Um, I used to use, you know, the language exam as an excuse to watch movies. I like, you know, I have an English exam two days later. Let me just like watch English films, or I have a Hindi exam, so let me just watch films. <laughs> um, but so, what is that for you? I mean, if you had to change one thing about the way students are learning today, I think I think I have a lot to uh, talk about the education system. I uh, I don't really. Uh, like uh, a lot of things that happen in the education system first thing is that uh, people should be able to choose their subjects very early this is what i feel because if you are not meant to 
uh, if you're not meant to do science or maths or any other subject, you know, you should be able to withdraw from the subjects a little earlier than they actually offer these days. Because, mm. you know, I, I think a student realizes in a very early age that, you know, he's not able to do very high grade of maths or high grade of, and that breaks his confidence. So as a result, mm. he suffers in subjects that he's good at. So mm. I think that's, that's one aspect where uh, the kids should be allowed to choose the subjects a uh, little early, maybe in class uh, uh, seven or eight, uh, as to what they need to drop or, you know, in consultation with their parents. Mm. Of course, because they are uh, very young to decide completely on their own. Uh, second is, uh, like she said, that individual education is very important in terms of, uh, you know, we in India don't focus on communication skills of the students, you know, mm. where 50 students study, we don't really, we don't realize that out of those 50, 20 are even unable to speak to people in general, you know, in, mm. in a very comfortable manner. I think that has to be improved because all those 50 students at the age of 22, 23, once they finish their education, they have to get into the normal life and meet various people from various backgrounds. So they are really unable to communicate a lot of them uh, in mm. a very comfortable manner. So what needs to be done is their, uh, uh, you know, s uh, communication skills, their, uh, the way they speak, the way they conduct mm. themselves, the way they pronounce their words, the way uh they should smartly come out of certain situations should be worked on so every student should be given uh, at least once a week an individual class with the teacher needs to sit and assess the uh, the way the person speaks i have seen many doctors engineers they are you know quite successful in their fields but they are unable to put the word across uh, mm. Effectively, I think that needs to change a bit. Mm. Uh, if you if you go if you see these uh, kids studying abroad, they are very camera friendly. They are very you know if you tell them to speak, they come out somehow. They manage to articulate it beautifully and put it forward, which is not there in all Indian students. So mm. I have encouraged both my kids to you know uh, speak and put forward whatever they can in the right manner and you know tackle a situation when it comes. So I think it is very important for schools to realize that and bring the uh, good communication skills out uh, of every student. I'm not saying that every student will be able to speak, become a debater, but mm. bring the best out of them is uh, is what mm. they need to do. Do you think schools have the um, ability to do that or does this kind of learning, like does this have to happen like outside of school and elsewhere? Of course, it, it, it does happen uh, at home with friends, mm. but I think schools have a responsibility of uh, doing it in a very scientific and correct manner so that, you know, they are able to bring the best out of them. You know, there are certain students that are very weak. So even if you make an improvement of 20% in their communication skills, it becomes a great thing, you know, because in my field where uh, we are doing music, I think communication becomes very, very important. And when I... I have a, a school where we teach uh, uh, DJing and music production. So there we find a lot of students who come. So I find them very weak with uh, communication and it becomes very difficult for them to go and, you know, stand, play in front of the crowd, pick up the mic and talk. Mm -hmm. So we do a lot of that. We try and improve on that. But if you get a very weak product who comes in very weak and he's 
absolutely not able to cope up with uh, this thing. It becomes difficult. So we realize that these students are coming from such good schools in spite of that they are unable to speak and communicate and put the words forward. And their body language is not very confident. So mm-hmm. that there I feel, you know, that after 16, 17, 18 years of education, uh, you know, they sh- mm-hmm. shouldn't be in this in this state. They mm. should be able to communicate and uh, be little street smart, you know, that's all. Mm. Mm. On that note, Anisha, what are some of the things that you want to learn and school is not teaching you that? Um, I mean, subject-wise? Not subject-wise, I mean, generally, I think, in life. I mean, uh, I'm living alone for the first time in my life and I really wish, like, somebody had taught me how to cook <laughs> in school. <laughs> uh, so I think, you know, Anything, anything um, that you think you want to be learning and you don't have an opportunity? Um, first of all, what I've wanted for the last few years, I was hoping our school would have some kind of music class, but they don't. And there's yeah. like a very dysfunctional music club, which mm. we have a meeting about once a year. And mm. I really hope that our school would take such things, you know, the interests of our students rather than the academics. I mean, academics is always there, but the interests of our sh- of the students should be taken into account as well. I think that's really important. And uh, I mean, our, during fests, our school is not allowed to participate in three or four different uh, events. And I think that's really unfair because other schools are. Mm. So other schools are performing. I mean, our school isn't allowed to. Hmm. Hmm. What about uh, what about things like uh, financial literacy or sex education? Um, last year, Open House did a few master classes um, on these things, and we had so many students show up and say, you know, hey, no one's talking to us about this, and we really appreciate you doing this. So, is that something that you also miss? Definitely, because I think um, we should come out of our books a little and our regular lives need to i mean um, we had this one seminar on underage drinking and smoking and things like that and mm. i really hope that happens more often because when that seminar took place i was in about class 7 or something and i think coming to class 11 uh, i'm realizing the real need for it so mm. because now i'm seeing it around me and i think that's really important and our school needs to tackle it because of course um, our parents try to, but not all parents know what's going around. I mean, I, I won't, I, I'll be lying if I say my parents know everything that goes around me. But uh, I think our school needs to collectively address us on situations like that. I mean, all of us are going partying, all of us are going to birthday parties where there is alcohol available or um, mm-hmm. everything's happening around us. Hmm. right here so um, i think they need to address all of it hmm. Hmm. Uh, you know the last year has created so many opportunities to learn things which aren't in a syllabus which aren't in a book but things that are just valuable for life um what have been some of those things for the two of you i think i learned a lot about mental health this year hmm. because um during this pandemic, a lot of people even came up with accounts and, uh, I mean, content to do with mental health. And mm. I, it really helped me as well because uh, I think 
a student really understands a lot about mental health only once they start growing up and um, I mean college is right around the corner and the other day I told my mom I said this is getting too scary because it's getting real now I'm going mm. to step out of school and I'm not ready to do that yet mm. so uh, I think all of this when it starts to get real is when you actually start learning learning about life and not about uh, I mean maths or science Hmm. What about I you, think, sir? Yeah. I think, I think uh, it's very important that uh, we uh, assess life on an absolutely daily basis, whether it's a student or a businessman or a musician, or uh, uh, in this uh, you know uh, p- difficult period, because uh, the whole thing has changed. You know the way we live, the way we speak, the way we go out. and especially for us the way we do business you know entertainment industry suffered but it's luckily picking up uh, in a in a good way so when when this uh, lockdown started i i one thing i told a lot of my students a lot of my uh, subordinates that you know uh, this time is very difficult but don't don't sleep you know be prepared because as and when things will open there will be a lot of opportunities whether you are able whether you are ready to grab them or not it depends on what you do right now so mm-hmm. you know we were able to do a lot of work like i was able to a uh, lot of things that i was missing in life uh, you know i had no time to create new music and mm-hmm. i would take a lot of time to uh, you know compose a song and then uh, record it and things like that we took a couple of years to do just two three songs mm-hmm. and i wanted to release an album so uh that album was released and during this lockdown we made songs in in great speed you know we were mm-hmm. able to do a years work in, work in in two months because we had nothing uh, else to do at home so you know try to uh, involve yourself as much as possible and try and do things that you were really missing you know and mm-hmm. you were not able to do so you know like i think i think uh, it it depends whether you can make this whole situation very positive or you know you sit and cry about it and and do nothing it depends mm-hmm. uh, on that note i mean what role has music played for you as a family in the pandemic uh, uh, music has been the life saver you know apart from <laughs> you know <laughs> we going to our screens and watching movies and things like that uh you know music has brought the family together because we are a music family all four of us uh, play music and you know we've been doing music even at 3 am in the morning at, uh, on certain days and we have a few guitars at home and the piano so sometime you know uh, we sit anisha myself my son we sit with our guitars and and do random music so i think it's uh, it's been really great because you know when you when you uh, do things that you've never done as a family and then you get to uh, know the taste uh, that you guys we have you know how i am diff- my music's different from anisha's music so all that has made a huge difference you know now we are more in tune with each other and and anisha's helped me with uh, certain uh, uh, tracks you know while i was making the original with chord structures anisha's quite strong with music so i just tell her uh, come and sit and help me and things like that and she's done uh, her part over there Hmm. What do you have anything to add, Anisha? Yeah, I have a funny story. So I mean, when the lockdown started, I was really trying to do something productive because the first two months of the lockdown, I thought it's a break for me. I mm. thought I'm going to 
securing these two months and i didn't i kept mm. my word i didn't do a single thing i didn't even touch <laughs> my books so uh, after the two months when i realized that covid isn't going anywhere um, so they kept extending the lockdown so that time i was uh, adamant on i mean doing something productive so i used to make lists of things i'd want to do so i asked my father to help me set up like a studio kind of thing in my room so i could record there Mm. so um, he got me the sound card he got me everything i needed and then i stared at it because i didn't know how to uh, set it up and mm. i said to myself cuz why didn't my school teach me this <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um can i actually request the two of you to maybe play something or sing something um anisha sure. anisha will do that i'll just get the guitar ट in dreams and fantasies please see me reach enough so that i can see take my hand let's see where we wake up tomorrow as late plan sometimes it's just a one night stand Cupid's demanding back his arrow Let's get drunk on Artis and God Tell us the reason it is wasted on the young It's hunting season and the lambs are on the run Searching for meaning Are we all the album Quran last year in September uh, in the middle of this pandemic and uh, uh, because that's uh, the only thing we couldn't do any live shows so I thought launching and that album's done really really well we are already doing about uh, uh, 1,20,000 streams on uh, Spotify which is quite good for uh, wow. <laughs> for original music that came out so uh, I write my own songs and we have a Duo called Harry and Sid. If you uh, look up, you'll find our songs. 
So this is the latest release that went up went up day before yesterday. Ye yari ye to nahi hai Ye yari kuch kuch sahi hai इस दिल की धड़कन है एलेक्सी कुछ इस दिल से पूछो छुपता है I'll, let's do another one. Mm, which one is that? Okay. Sine me Meetha darat hai Saanso me Kushpu alag hai Badal bhi khera hai इस दिल से पूछो छुपता है ये यारी ये तो नहीं है ये यारी कुछ कुछ सही this I wrote uh, I think in the month of April May when I had nothing to do I would sit at night and I started writing some songs and I now I'm used to writing it really fast otherwise I used to struggle uh, with my songwriting but now it's I've become this is my this is COVID's gift to me you know? no thank you uh, thank you so much you know for for uh, Anisha that's it's one of my favorite songs and one of my favorite films and um so i'm going to go check out your album right after this um it's been a it's been a tough week i've had two covid tests done and this has really been the highlight of my week i i have to put it out there um like just i think the last question that i have for the two of you is um you know education and learning are two different things uh, education is school and college and you know post grad um but you never really like stop learning um and that's something that you do every day for life how do you always stay in that zone where you're like okay what is this what is this moment trying to teach me um how do you just always stay in that spirit i i think i think i am a person who learns almost every day i don't miss an opportunity of learning i uh, and it could be any medium it could be your whatsapp it could be from youtube it could be from discovery channel it could be uh, from another person on the road it could be from a taxi driver it could be from a friend i mean it just doesn't matter as long as you learn and you learn the correct thing something uh, whose reference you can find uh, something which is uh, not a fake story something uh, which is uh, 
which you know makes you a better person uh, makes you a more learned person so all that is very important for me you know uh, in 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 terms of growth because if if you are in that mode you are able to uh, you know somehow rub it on to your colleagues to your kids so it's very important that we ourselves first become aware of things and learn on a daily basis uh, even if it's uh, that little bit of learning and then we should be able to you know put it across to our children to people who we work with uh, not in in the sense of teaching but in the in in a way that you know you are uh, you are sitting and having a conversation and passing on the information which is correct and helping them to explore uh, more of that in terms of references if they need to if they want to learn more so i i think learning daily is a great thing mm. i feel that uh, as a teenager speaking it's the want to learn it's not about learning just as it comes but the want to learn what you're getting so um, mm. there's so much more than meets the eye is something that i really think about because um, what you would know what you learn at school is one thing but you're so much more than that is what you need to learn is what your potential is so i don't think there's a capacity to learning ever because if you want to learn it if you have if if you believe that you can do more than you think you can i think you're going to keep learning every day hmm thank you so much uh, this has been such a lovely conversation um i think thank you for uh, yeah no um i think just to just to summarize i i just feel like there is so much more to um, you know learning than just a syllabus or a subject and it's everywhere around us um, every day um, and i think that's that's the spirit that i'm leaving with today thank you very much and one of our my track odan is has total relevance with what we've spoken today so mm. if you if you listen to that track the lyrics are very much of hope and of learning and of even walking alone if there's nobody uh, with you and you know then you you yeah. collect people on the way and you know find a place to go thank yes. you thank you thank you so much